Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Transformational Powerhouse podcast. My name is Chelsea Morgan from The Collective Therapy. This is the place where I'm going to share all my top secrets and we'll have a fat chat about how to keep bloody love alive in the year 2000s, hey? I've gathered all the juicy tips from the past 10 years working as a healer, relationship counsellor, teacher, hypnotherapist and back-to-back relator, let me tell you. My goal is to transform you into the powerhouse that you were born to be. I don't subscribe to the belief that therapy should take years or even months. It should be rapid and effective, matching our modern way of living. So listen in and help me help you. I've got your back. Let's do this. Hey guys. All right. Let's talk about the negative behavioral patterns that couples can can get into okay so I like to call them the negative dancers and all of us get caught in one or all of these kinds of negative interactions at some point in our love relationships okay for some it might be brief or it might be more permanent in nature they might come up daily monthly weekly yearly but what it means is the patterning that couples get into when they're in conflict or where they feel out of control or unsafe, all right? So there are, I think, four, right? I'm going off the top of my head here, guys. And when I go off the top of my head, sometimes I don't always get it right, but I will double check so you're not getting the wrong info. Don't worry. First one is find the bad guy. So this one is more about blame, okay? It's like, push the blame away. And I love this saying called, if I can't stand the pain, I will push the blame. Or I blame when I can't stand the pain. Okay. So that is two people who are trying to push the blame away from themselves and point the finger. Okay. Another one is some people call protest poker, but I like to call it the Mexican standoff. Okay. So this is when two people just want to fight it out. They protest and they really, it's like fight on fight. Okay. That is another negative dance that people get into. So it can become quite aggressive. Another one is to freeze or flee. So this is when couples either both shut down, freeze, can't say anything, stay in a state of shock, or they will flee the situation, leg it, get out of there. So this is your typical threat responses that you hear about, freeze, fight, flee. Okay, so the one before is about fight on fight. And the last one is shut down town. Okay, so this is when two people just shut down, ice cold, withdraw, turn away. So these are some of the different couple patterning that we can get into. And like I said, they are called negative dancers. All right. And they are, you know, they're quite damaging on relationships and they block vulnerability and sometimes they really really hinder connection and it takes a lot to repair if they let the negative dancers get out of control and really destructive but we're not going to let that happen are we no 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 so let's talk through each of them to see which one you 
kind of relate to or resonate with the most and um, then you can have a chat to your partner and you can talk about which kind of dance you're in and maybe there's room for re-choreographing your dance hey so that you're really starting to create that lovely connection and compassion and vulnerability okay so these dances tend to push that yummy stuff out the window and it pushes away engagement you feel like you can't access each other you're not responding positively to each other okay so we adopt these strategies or these dances when we feel disconnected and it's kind of a protest against feeling disconnected because we all want to belong it's an innate primal primitive need and want to feel safe and to feel like we belong in our relationship and when we don't essentially we just bloody lose our shit okay and we start to do these negative reactive behavior behaviors which then in turn bring about a reaction from the other and then before you know it we're dancing in this negative bloody salsa and then this is where the negative patterning patterning comes from and quite often our negative response or our defensive behavior is designed and built in childhood and like I said before it's when as children we feel disconnected or unsafe or like we don't belong we develop these negative behaviors to protect our heart and it could be freeze fight flee or it could be shut down or it could be blame or Mexican standoff or all those behavioral patterns that we create in childhood to protect our heart and then of course because these behaviors are designed in intimate well you know intimate when it, closeness let's say obviously not sexual um but when they are built and designed in heart space relationships, then of course, heart space relationships are the very thing that push them, okay, that bring them out. So for example, we design these negative behaviors around mum and dad or primary caregiver, heart space relationship. And then we get with our first boyfriend, our husband, whatever heart space relationship next, I call it the secondary relationship. Mum, dad, caregiver is primary relationship. Anyway, when we get into the secondary relationship, these partners press the button and we have those habits, symptoms, triggers that fire off. Therefore, the negative dance, negative pattern um, starts to build. Okay, And of course, these dances have dialogues within them. And this is what I'm going to start talking about now. All right, so find the bad guy. Right, so this blame dance, okay, blame on blame and push away sort of responsibility, okay, is about self-protection. But the main move in this dance is mutual attack, accusation or blame, okay. So the starting sort of cue for this pattern of response is that we are hurt by feeling vulnerable with our partner and we become suddenly out of control emotional emotional safety is lost okay so when we are alarmed we use anything that promises to give us back control we can do this by defining our partner in like a negative way or a negative mindset or framework by shining like a black light over him or her and we can attack in a reactive angry sort of strike right it's kind of like it's not me it's you no it's you blah 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 and we feel cornered and flooded with fear and we tend to see and go with the obvious all right and I can 
I can see and I can feel that when what you just did to me is is much harder to see sort of the impact of my responses on you, right? So what I'm trying to say there is it's easier to blame than feel the pain. It's much harder to see the impact of my response onto you. That's kind of the role play scenario. So we concentrate on each other's bad moves. Like, you know, you did this, but you did this. And once we get caught in this negative pattern, we tend to expect it and we watch out for it. And of course, what we expect tends to be manifested, okay? And then we react even faster when we see it coming. And so, of course, this only reinforces the pattern, all right? Does that make sense? So once this dance keeps going round and round like the blink and salsa, it becomes sort of counterproductive to the relationship success, all right? And we really put our feelings aside because we're scared of being blamed. And after a while, we just tend to shut down. So we're effectively lost because our territory is closed off and it's unsafe so we, we begin to see the relationship as more of a unsatisfying or an unsafe environment and it's just not fun because we just we're, it's like walking on eggshells if that makes sense it, it's yucky it's aggressive and it, it's not nice and we tend to only reach out to our partner once the dancers have really cooled down and particularly in the find the bad guy because none of us want to be blamed for something okay it doesn't we don't like to feel guilty and we don't want to hurt each other. But, you know, of course, all these dances can be repaired. But I'll go into that at the end of the um, the episode because we can really start to do silly things. And in the end, we can start to laugh about it when we see our dances start up. It's like, oh, there we go again. And we can call it like aggressive Andy. Sorry, Andy's out there. But we can be like, oh, here comes Andy. He's getting aggressive. He's or blaming Bob. Here we go without mocking. But we can or we can actually say things like, oh, sorry, I was being a bit of an aggressive Andy alter ego there. Sorry, she really loves to get in the way, doesn't she? And we can start to, you know, have a laugh about it rather than start to want to hit back. But that obviously takes practice and recognition and awareness, which is where a counsellor is super, super worthy here. So the secret to stopping the dance is to recognize that no one has to be the bad guy, all right? The, you know, accuse-accuse pattern itself is the, is the villain here, not the people. And the partners are the victims, okay? So the accuse-accuse pattern is the villain, not the partners. The partners are the victims, okay? So to help recognize this demon dance that's another name for it, sorry, Demon Dance, Demon Dialogue. Um, Dr. Sue Johnson is fantastic at explaining that. And yeah, so look her up. She has written a beautiful book called Hold Me Tight and she outlines this a little bit better. Well, not better, but in more detail, let's say. So to help recognize this negative dance, I always suggest that you stay in the present and focus on what is happening between you right now. Okay, so look at the circle of criticism that spins between both of you and there is no true start to the circle, right? It just goes round and round and round and round, okay? It just one criticism after the other and it's it's not nice, okay? And consider this circle, the dance, as the enemy and the consequences of not breaking the cycle, 
is far greater than actually opening your heart, being vulnerable and noticing what ha- what's happening and maybe just have a little laugh, okay? Right, so the next dance coming up. Right, protest poker. This is a funny one and psychologist John Gottman of the University of Washington, Seattle indicated that many of the couples who fall into this dance in early marriage do not make it past their fifth anniversary, bless them, okay? So the dance can go on forever because the emotions and needs behind the dance are the most powerful on the planet, okay? And so we get into this stable negative loop, all right? So this is when one person shuts down and the other chases okay so it's obviously unlike the obvious obvious attack attack pattern which is the blame find the bad guy the protest poker is more subtle okay one partner is demanding actively like protesting the disconnection or the feeling of feeling unsafe and the other is withdrawing okay quietly protesting okay the implied criticism criticism and shutting down okay so one is more avoidant of the situation and one is more anxious and so quite often people you know polish the turd here and they call it communication problems or put lipstick on the pig and call it a constant tension but what it is is that one is shutting down and one is turning up Okay, so we get no emotional response from a loved one. We are wired to protest because we feel disconnected and that is alarm bells going off. Okay, so this protest poker or one shutdown, I call it shutdown attack scenario or avoid an anxious scenario. So it's all about trying to get a response, a response that connects and reassures reassures us. And that's bloody, bloody normal, don't you think? So um, when we want to feel close to our partner and we feel too scared to say it, we can kind of play games to get it, all right? And in an insecure relationship, the protest poker speeds up and gets more intense and it eventually creates such havoc that partners cannot resolve problems or communicate clearly about anything, okay? And this disconnection and distress infuses more and more of the relationship okay it infuses into it it really it gets in between people and it's important to note however that no relationship is entirely like suffused with this destructive pattern all right but there are still you know of course there's still moments of closeness throughout the relationship but they can occur more frequently once they start like any negative dance okay so the type of closeness isn't the one that the partner craves in the protest poker dance. So, for example, what I'm trying to say there is that when the partner is chasing and it's the partner's anxious and they're really trying to get a response and they they become aggressive or attacky, it's kind of like they're researching for an answer. They're desperate. That is not the kind of attention and connection that the other wants, all right? That's pushing the other away because this aggressive response seems to be wired from childhood and it can become quite distressing and it's not really nice to be around, okay? So, and we know that it's important for... um you know, human beings to be close to our partners and 
you know, want to feel connected, otherwise it sparks off rage and aggression, is because if we look at the human bloody infant or monkey, we can see that it will attack a stonewalling mother, okay, in a desperate attempt to obtain recognition. So if no response occurs, deadly isolation, loss and helplessness follows. So we know as kids that if we are not close to our primary caregiver, even if we are being fed, we die. Okay, so we can you can Google that. There's lots of there's lots of research to back that. Um, but anyway, just went on off topic there a little bit. Uh, so anyway, it's a bit of a push pull scenario, um, and we feel unimportant, unimportant or not valued. And when our partner experiences that separateness from us, that separation from us, and they feel excluded and alone and abandoned, and just the other partner is shut down, and we don't feel connected. It sparks rage in some of us. And if you look or listen over to the attachment episode, you will see that this push-pull, slap, attack, criticize, blow up, yell, provoke, trying to get close kind of protest scenario is part of the disorganized attachment style that gets created, okay? Because we know that we need to depend on our partner in order to feel and experience safety and it's extremely important. But in this situation, in this dance, it's sometimes hard to see your feet kind of move in this dance, okay? And those times when we get caught in the pattern of pursuit and protest, right? So one's pursuing, one's protesting, shutting down. Most of us talk simply of being frustrated or enraged or upset and this is what our partner sees but it is only the first most superficial layer of what is actually going on all right so it's just when your partner seems aggressive think do they feel connected do they feel safe all right so there are themes in this dance the feeling of hopeless and lacking the confidence to act okay sometimes we prefer to be aggressive than sad or scared we're dealing with negative feelings by shutting down or numbing out that's what the protest is doing as the other is like pursuing and blowing up and yelling and provoking and blah 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 so we've really got to look at how we feel judged and how we feel unaccepted by our partner and just understand that we are trying to cope in scenarios where we don't feel unsafe and it's really important just not to disapprove of our partner and try and come to some really nice yummy conclusions because moving away shutting down you know this is obviously the protest not the pursuer but the one who's avoiding or you know shutting down and you know getting paralyzed by their feelings and hiding out and creating space and trying to stay safe in your head to be able to fix things is usually not healthy okay so some people say well i'd prefer to be a voider of conflict than you know create the conflict and i always say no the avoidance of conflict creates conflict all right very, very common in both males and females, all right? So, um, yeah, just complete numbness and a lack of feeling or a sense of hopelessness or failure Failure is usually the feeling they have when they think that they're going to open up, all right? So if someone's coming at them or attacking them, they would choose to shut down rather than react because they feel sad, threatened, scared, I don't know, depressed, numb, just no feeling and they think, shit, I'm going to go inward because that's my safe space there, all right, as opposed to 
feel, you know, feeling like I'm blamed, so to speak. And when my emotional connection is threatened, I feel attacked and I feel like there is nowhere to go, like I'm backed into a corner and I'm attacked, all right? So this, these dances are not just done by lovers, all right, but by parents and children and brothers and sisters and indeed anyone with close emotional ties to the other, all right? So it's not just in relationships, but for the point of this episode and my field of expertise, let's say, we're going to look at it in intimate relationships. All right, moving on to number three. So what I've decided is to kind of mush the dances into three to make it a little bit more um, clear cut for you guys. So we have the find the bad guy, which is about blame. Okay. We have the protest poker, which is about one that is anxiously chasing and another who is avoiding and then they can swap. And then we've got the last one that is freeze and flee, right? Or withdraw, withdraw. Okay. So I'm going to talk about this one a little bit to make it a bit clearer, okay? Because of course you can do the freeze, flee or fight. But as we know with the uh, find the bad guy, that's the more fight, fight. Protest poker is one of each, one avoidant and an anxious. And the last one is about when two people kind of shut down. So sometimes when a couple comes to see me with this one, I don't hear the hostility of, you know, find the bad guy and who's to blame or the frantic sort of beat of the dance of the protest poker, right? Where one's shutting down and the other one is anxious and we're all freaking out. I hear this like deadly silence, okay? If we think of a relationship as a dance, then here both partners are just sitting it out, right? And if you refer to my reel in my Instagram, you will see more information. Also, please click on the link in this podcast show notes and you will see my free ebook, which really outlines these uh, negative dances beautifully, might I say so myself. But yes, okay, in this freeze or flee or withdraw, withdraw, shutdown scenario, um, it looks like there's nothing at stake and no one seems to be sort of invested in this dance, except that there is a tension in the air, a pain that is clear on the couple's faces because it's so dead, it's numb. Okay, Um, so what I tend to see is both partners are shut down into this frozen defense and denial mode. They are both in self-protection mode, trying to act as if they don't feel or they don't need anything. But desperately, I know on the inside, they're desperate, okay, to say, don't believe me, okay, don't believe what you see. I'm too scared to act. I might seem withdrawn and shut down, but... I'm desperate. I'm trembling under the surface and surface, and it's sad, you know. Bloody hell, it gets me going. I tell you. So this is the freeze and flee dance that, quite frequently, frequently evolves from the protest poker. Because when one party can just can't be bothered chasing or being anxious anymore, and the other is avoidant, they just both shut down. So this is what happens when pursuing or the critical partner, like pursuing a partner or the critical partner gives up trying to get the spouse's attention, they just go bloody silent and they think, fuck it. So if the cycle runs its course or the dance runs its show, the aggressive partner will grieve the relationship and then will detach and bail and leave, okay? So at this point, partners typically are very polite to each other, even cooperative. Um, 
around pragmatic issues but unless something is done the love relationship is over okay sometimes the usually withdrawn partner finally tunes into the fact that even though things are look looking more peaceful than the protest poker this is now no emotional connection of any kind positive or negative right so this partner frequently then agrees to seek out a counselor all right so the extreme distancing of freeze and flee or withdraw withdraw is a response to the loss of connection and the sense of helplessness okay um you know yeah anyway and which is which is the same thread that runs through all the dances might add like i said before because we have this innate animalistic primitive primal need to belong and feel safe and when we don't we react in defensive ways designed in childhood right so one partner will usually tell a story of pursuing the mate protesting the lack of connection and mourning but feeling alone and this partner generally describes himself or herself of now unable to feel as frozen numbed out and the other partner is often trapped in the withdrawal all right that has become a default option and attempts to deny the unfolding detachment okay no one is reaching for anyone here okay so no one wants to take any risk so there is no dance at all right it's a seated dance (laughs) and if the couple doesn't get help and it continues a point comes when there is no way to renew the trust or revive the dying relationship, bless them. Okay, so this is why we need to jump, hop and skip over to counselling, might I add. Um, so, yes, let's move on or wrap this one up a bit. Um, Alrighty, I'm back. I just had to pop off to get my head in the game. I have like two heads. I say I've got a Chelsea Morgan head and I've got a counsellor head and it's getting late. It's about eight o'clock at night now. And so my Chelsea Morgan head starts to rear itself about eight o'clock. So I'm just going to wrap this up before she really comes out. Not that she's a nasty beast, but she certainly isn't as uh, intellectual, let's say, or logical as the counsellor Chelsea. But anyway, so the real problem in this freeze and flee cycle or this withdrawal withdraw cycle is the hopelessness that colours it, all right? Both of these partners in this dance had decided that the difficulty in opening up is too much, okay? And so their natural response when they feel unsafe is to hide and hide away, withdraw, shut down and retreat to their inner environment where they feel safe. Now, remember that we use the eyes of those we love to reflect back a sense of ourselves. And so this is problematic if our relationship or our partner is shut down because it's like we lose a sense of ourself, okay? And when we fear losing ourselves, another panic button. So the basic attachment cues that we see in human infants and parents and in lovers is like prolonged eye gazing and physical kind of caressness, all right? And so this becomes completely muted and non-existent in this withdrawal, withdrawal situation. And so it can become depressed, all right? And symptoms of depression start to come about in relationships that have this you know, withdrawn 
effect, okay? Because there's no love and we cannot keep love alive if it's neglected. I always say that love never dies, it just gets neglected. I mean, love doesn't turn off like a bloody tap. You don't just wake up one day and go, oh, boom, out of love. No, it gets neglected and it erodes over time. And this is why I really, really, really encourage you guys to come to counseling because you start to doubt your lovability, all right? And this doubt paralyzes both of the parties in the relationship and really draws attention to this destructive dance and distance so we need to in order to fix our negative dances we need to go back and delve into your past and look at your raw spots and um, what kind of dances you get into and why and who what when where how all right so I'm not going to get into that but our past history with loved ones shapes our present relationships full stop okay there are different ways of coping with hot emotions um, you know, the emotions that warn us that our connection is in trouble and we automatically try to shut them down or flee the scenario or fight, you know, those typical threat responses, freeze, fight, flight, okay? So um, these ways of coping with our emotions and needs become our default options, all right? And they tend to happen so fast that we have no sense of choosing them. And this is where counselling gets you to be able to choose your reactions, choose your emotions, be the observer of your thoughts and emotions and behaviors, not the attacher, okay? Because when we see how they lock us onto these self-defeating dances with our lovers, we can change them, all right? Awareness creates understanding and understanding sets us free. Love it. So, yeah, Book on in with counselling. I mean, that's what I'm trying to say here. It is well worth your dollars, guys. I love, love creating awareness for couples. It creates longevity and safety and that beautiful, rich sense of belonging that we absolutely all innately need and indeed want. Alrighty. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode, guys. Lots of love. Bye. By the way, guys, if this episode gave you value and you would love to dive deeper into how this could work in your relationship, then please reach out. My contact details are in the show notes. There is also a free ebook and quiz for you to take, and these will help you gain clarity on where the potential cracks are in your relationship and how to start repairing them. I have also designed a three-month-long online face-to-face couples course called Contemporary Couples. It is bespoke, meaning that the worksheets and what have you are designed specifically to the couple's needs and aren't generic. My clients tend to walk away feeling empowered and elated with absolute clarity on what works best for them in their relationship and where they need to go next. Their love feels alive again and I will not give up until your relationship is where it wants to go. Contact me for a free 20-minute discovery call or email me for more details. Bye.